Okay, it is recording now. Cool. Hello. Uh, what's good? One degree separation. It's been a minute. I've been doing things. Everybody been doing things. I just need to make more time, honestly. Um, make time. Can't find time. Anyways, today we have a very special guest. It's my friend Vanessa, one of my best friends. Hello. We're <laughs> at a very special place right now. She brought it up earlier. Um, I mean, I'll let her talk about it. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, we're at Balboa Park. Oh, yeah. It's it's an iconic San Diego landmark. But um, it's a pretty cool place for Valentin and I because when he first started coming down to San Diego a little more often and interacting with other people in San Diego's creative scene, I was like, hey... We should go to Balboa Park and meet up with uh, Quinn, Sienna, and Mikey and a couple other people. Just some other people that I had barely known at the time, which is crazy to think about like <clears throat> how far we've all come together. But I mean, yeah, this is really the spot where like all the dots started to connect. Um, and it's a pretty place. It is. It's like 9 p.m. at night. It's not even that cold. It's not cold. There's nobody here. Kind We've of. got the nice lights up. Um, if you haven't this gone place to the is super pretty during, uh, what's it called? What is that? During Christmas? Uh, Christmas. I forgot what it's called. It's a name. There's a, light. Something lights. There's right? something no? so significant. December nights. December nights. Still never been. I hear it's a shit show. Uh, they have a really good funnel cake. It's a good time. Ooh, you should go. Okay. Okay. I mean, we just uh, jumped the gun on that one. Uh, Vanessa's currently fighting this umbrella. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You might have seen her on my Instagram, or we've done hella shit together. We've traveled part of the world together. Um, mm -hmm. Low key internationally, but we won't get into that one. I don't mm -hmm. think we should. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we've been to the Bay, coincidentally in New York, we went to Sask we went to Sasquatch together. Yeah. Seattle and uh, Oregon, like if you count. Oh that. man, Sasquatch. Yeah. But and then we're gonna, I guess we went to So we were at Soquays. We were in the bay just last week. Yeah, there's a lot of life fun. events I share with Valentine. <laughs> very fun events, very uh, significant events. But anyways, I'm going to let her speak for herself, uh, speak on who she is and how she thinks we met. <laughs> <laughs> to my account. To your account, yeah. Um, hello, I'm Vanessa. I go by V if you follow me on social media or on SoundCloud or... However, but I go by Vanessa. I introduce myself as Vanessa, and if you know me by Vanessa, then you're probably a good friend of mine, and I love you for that. Um, how Valentine and I met, I mean, everybody what do you meets. Do? What, do you what, do? what do I do? Okay. What do you do? You do a lot of things. I do. You do things. I do things. I do you a DJ handful and of things. I, I DJ while I eat snacks. I snack while I DJ. I... Uh, <laughs> all jokes aside, yeah, I do play music for people, mostly just people who want to have a good time. Um, I really enjoy it when people can have a good time to the music that makes me want to have a good time. So that's always nice to share with other people. Uh, I do photography. I do videography. I. You work at Plash and Panner. Plash and Panner, yeah. Yes. I work at Passion Planner. 
Um, Changing lives, you know, organizing yeah, lives. Yeah, just getting people on the right track, you know, or just allowing them the, the place and the space to get their thoughts, to get their goals, to get whatever it is they want out there to start moving forward in their lives and to uh, really just take action is what I do at Passion Planner mm-hmm. and what we all do at Passion Planner. It's a really cool place to grow uh, and just meet new people who are all very ambitious towards their passions and mm-hmm. working there makes you kind of just want to take over the world and it's just a, like a really overwhelming drive mm. being at passion planner ah okay 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 how, how do we meet we met uh everybody meets valentine over the internet <laughs> Um, on you may know, occasions. yeah. You yeah. may know him as Beachzilla. <laughs> I know him as Valentine. Uh, we met. We met at an art show that Travelers in, in Club through. Yeah, IRL friends. Um, yeah, April thirtieth, twenty fifteen. Damn near two the, years. Yeah, I know Damn the date because that was a just very monumental date in my life. As far as just how I have flourished as a person, or where I've just—I don't even know about just like flourish, but just mm-hmm. where I've started making steps forward in my life—that mm-hmm. was one of those days that really like made a difference. Um, so we met at a Travelers Club event. So Super Sam was playing. Abjo played. Uh, you had art showing there. A bunch of people had art showing there, and it's mm-hmm. crazy because. At that event, I didn't know anybody in the San Diego creative scene at all or just wasn't a part of the community, didn't interact with anyone. And everybody that I now know that I'm like fairly close with or that I would consider people who are very impactful in my lives were there that night and I just didn't know them. And to like really look back on like how I met you that night and all those people were there that night and mm. just from that point forward how things have come to be and where I am now with all these really amazing people in my life and you in my life and just the way that things are going as far as San Diego's uh, creativity and the way that people are coming together to build San Diego as a really just foundational uh, creative place for people to express themselves Um, it's just it's crazy to think about that was, a, that was a mouthful, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, before that, I feel like we were trying to link up hella times. I think you hit me when you were in the Bay one time. I don't know why we didn't meet up. Then on occasion, we try to meet up, but then they're like, oh, just come to my art show. Yeah. I think I bought you like a, like a, like a whiskey or something. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Coke. And then I would start visiting SD again, and then... I would just hit you up. Yeah. <laughs> and then we came like, here. It became more frequent thing, and all of a sudden you were like, yo, I'm moving back. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, then we'll just hang out even more. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not moving to the Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's how we met. But, I mean, early on in our friendship, we would talk about a lot of, like, weird and crazy things, which is kind of normal to us now. Yeah. But one of them was, like, Law of Attraction, and all that, I remember we were texting about it or something, mm-hmm. and we are like, I was like, yeah, like, I've known about that, but, like, I've never really understood it or felt it, but I think after living here, it's been, like, something very constant, 
and consistent in my life and like even just reflecting on the past like it's something that's been always been there i think it's always there for everybody but we just never attribute it to like this thing that we have like how is how is like the law of attraction played a role in your life just just because like from what you've spoken of just of our friendship and then of that of travelers club event that was kind of like it seems like destiny fate whatever you want to call it but it just seems like it was in a coincidence and we put it out there that we wanted to be part of this scene and then we all just kind of gravitate towards each other so how's that played a role in your life i mean i i'm a firm believer that like you said um there are very little coincidences that happen throughout our lifetime i believe that everything happens for a reason and um, as far as law of attraction i mean growing up I I was I didn't consider myself very artistic. I was a terrible like drawer. I couldn't draw stick figures to save my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that like something about the way that people were able to cur- like curate things in a physical form um, from their mind, things that they thought about and was like, okay, like, if I did this, I could put it into this medium and present it as such. Mm-hmm. Whether they thought about it like that or not, um, they were just able to take something from their mind and put it into physical form and show it to other people and people would appreciate it. And I really admire that about people growing up. And um, for some reason, it took me a while to comprehend that anybody could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself could do that. Yeah. And... Uh, around the time that you and I met was pretty much the time where I started realizing that I could create things that satisfied like my uh, creative satisfaction. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to describe it. There's just things that I wanted to do all my life and I wasn't able to do them for this and that reason. And then all of a sudden I started meeting people who allowed me to express myself in the way that I felt comfortable not holding back what it was that was in my mind and I think that as far as law of attraction I mean as long as you're like focused on something that you truly desire something that you feel deep down no matter what the circumstances are like it'll come to you Mm. Um, I think one of the biggest things I've learned about the law of attraction is patience because <laughs> uh, the law of attraction is I mean I mean, people will be like okay I, I want to put this out there I want to achieve this goal and then they wait for it and they wait for it and they wait for it and it doesn't come to them on this like certain timeline that they expect and then they, they get uh, discouraged from this whole process of their goal or what they're striving for and uh, I guess where I'm at right now has made me realize that it it takes time. And as long as you want it and as long as you are willing to work for it, it'll come to you. Mm-hmm. And like now I'm surrounded by people who inspire me every single day, whether they know it or not. And in big ways and in small ways, it's just I can't not be creative now. And this is really like the life that I have always dreamed of living. Like I mm. I am the person that I wanted to be when I was a little kid. I'm doing the things that I wanted to do when I was a kid. And it's really cool to have the people around me who support um, my ideas or 
my endeavors. Mm. It's just a really nice place to be. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like everything has come together for you. Mm. Like in the past two years, maybe two or three. But like you were saying, like you, in the past, you felt like you maybe couldn't have done it. Like, so in, I mean... I know you could probably go on forever about it, but like describe like describe your creative journey. Cause like when I first met you, it was like maybe like iPhone shots, and then it went from like to Polaroids. Then I think at at fucking uh, what's it called at Travelers Club, you're like, yo, I got like a Sony or yeah. something, and then you started taking photos. And then when we when we started hanging out, when I started coming back, we went out to shoot. It's funny because like I feel like I think it was you. Someone was like. When you tell people, oh, we're going to go shoot, and you're like, the people are like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean you're going to shoot? Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds <laughs> so intense. Oh, I'm going to go shoot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, out I'm of gonna... context, it's like, <laughs> shoot what? But, I mean, to us, it makes sense because yeah. we know, like, we're going to go shoot photos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's evolved from photography to, like, video to DJing to, like to like like everything like all you're like an all-encompassing like artist now you know like so describe that journey from like the beginning to now you know okay uh so photography photography was kind of inevitable like Mm. my dad was always the dad who had the camera in your face documenting every Mm. single moment um so i always had cameras around me i just I didn't really pick them up up until I was in college. Mm. When I was in college, I was traveling a lot because I was on my college golf team. (laughs) Secret fact uh, (laughs) that not very many people knew about me or know about me. Um, So I was traveling around the country. Mm. I'm going to like Arizona, Tennessee, Texas. and Places where people play golf. Yeah, just random places. And it was cool because we would go to towns, like, not typical, like, um, tourist towns. Like, it's, mm. for example, when I went to Texas, I wasn't in, like, Austin mm. or Dallas or anything like that. Like, I was in a town that had, like, 11,000 people in a neighborhood that everybody knew everybody. And mm. it was just really cool because it was such a different atmosphere than I was used to. Um, so going to all these different places... I was just really intrigued by what my surroundings were because they were different surroundings than what I was accustomed to. Mm. And so I started taking a lot of pictures. There were just things out there that weren't things that you would see at home. Mm. Um, So I started taking pictures and I got like pretty decent feedback from what I was posting on Instagram. Mm. And that was cool because I wasn't doing it to get feedback. I was just doing it because I thought it was cool like I would see something and be like alright cool like I've never seen this before mm-hmm. snap picture next city and my teammates were like you should start like documenting your trips and our travels and mm-hmm. da 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 and I'm like alright cool whatever like I'm really just doing it to remember like this part of my life because I mean as a college athlete you only have four years of eligibility and that's a short amount of time compared to like how I saw it so I was like okay I have four years to really just make the most of what I'm doing right now and so that's where I started taking photos and there was this one trip that I took uh, to Lake Tahoe with my dad and my aunt and I took a photo and I was like whoa uh, this is the first time I've ever been like hey 
this whole photo thing is like pretty fun and maybe I could do something with this. And that Christmas, my dad surprised me with like a print, a physical print of the photo that I had taken of him at Lake Tahoe. And just seeing that photo in print was just wild to me. Like I was just like, wow, he really appreciated this photo so much that he took the time to get it printed. Mm-hmm. And it was just a photo that I took on my phone. And ever since that moment, I'm like, okay, like I'm pretty goddamn in love with photos and I want to take them every day. Uh-huh. So ever since then, I've been taking photos. Um, photos led me to getting hired at Passion Planner mm-hmm. as a photography intern. And on it, like after Passion Planner, things just kind of just—I don't want to say take off, but it was more of like an explosion. Like mm. Passion Planner gave me the courage to try things creatively, or just in general to try things that. I had always wanted to do, but never had the courage to do so because I thought that like other people were better at doing it, so I'll leave it to them. Or if I did it, like just people wouldn't appreciate it as much as I would appreciate it. And um, being there, it was just like, be you, be unapologetically you, and like no more, no less. And once I kind of overcame that barrier, I was like, okay, like I'll start doing videography and videography was like a motion picture like i i was already in love with photos (laughs) and then when i found videography i was like hold on like i could i could make things move i could Mm. timeline things i could add music to it it was just a whole different ball game and then being at uh, passion planner um is when i started hanging out with uh the group of people that i am around now and they are all very talented individuals who, like, I mean, being around them, you can't not be creative or not be inspired. Mm. Um, and everyone is doing their own thing, which is really cool because you get different types of inspiration from everyone that you interact with. And during that time is when I decided that I wanted to try DJing because I am always listening to music. I stay up at random hours of the night just downloading music i would i used to get yelled at by my mom when i was like 13 to like go to bed like 2 to 4 a.m just like go to sleep like what are you doing I'm like i'm downloading music like i'm on live wire yeah i'm like yo like tumblr has all these songs like i can't help it like this person has a fire playlist i have to go download all the songs like i couldn't i couldn't not go to sleep i couldn't do anything else but download songs or find new songs um so me i mean doing that for a good chunk of my life and then being able to transition that into DJing Mm. and sharing my music taste and my musical expression with people um, after building like building up the courage to do so um, was like aren't like really phenomenal like i don't know how to describe it besides phenomenal because (laughs) music is so important to me and it's so important to other people and if you can Mm. share that with other people then that's what music is. I mean, it's it's out there to be shared amongst other individuals mm-hmm. to bring people together. Yeah, that's hella funny. I remember, like, before you started doing it, I remember texting you. I was like, yo, I think I'm going to learn how to DJ or make a mix for Valentine's Day. You're like, yo, I'm going to oh, do I that, like too, that. actually. That's a lot of things, you know, right? <laughs> the trade was locked? Yeah. Oh, it's good, yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure we're going to be Yeah, no worries. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. 
Yeah, and no, I remember I was texting, I was like, yo, like, I want to make a mix for Valentine's Day. You're like, yo, yeah, me too. But you actually did it with a controller. You and Stacey <laughs> did it with a controller. I made my first mix without a controller. Oh, I made my first mix but, on GarageBand. Oh, yeah, I did, yeah, I did mine with GarageBand too. But yeah, yeah, we all, you put out that mix, and then you had that first gig at Bluefoot. I remember that. That was yeah. pretty fun. And then, I don't know, was your second gig the one after our infamous trip? My second gig, my second gig was uh, uh, night shift. No, yeah. no. I mean, I, I, would you call the uh, that yoga thing a gig? I mean, oh, yeah, you played the, yo- yeah, the yoga. Yeah, that was a gig. Yeah. Um. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. We came all like all yoga. in our same clothes yeah. from the day before. Oh man, a wild ass night. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that was my second gig. That yoga thing at the church. Yeah. Um, that was my second gig after a really, really, really interesting evening. <laughs> um, that's for another podcast. Yeah, that's for a different time. Uh, but yeah. I mean, yeah, just making playlists and just sharing it with people mm-hmm. is where I was at. Yeah. Uh, I feel like everybody, everybody does that so much, but they, they, they don't, I feel like a lot of people don't think it's like a creative thing to do, like to curate music, you know, like, but then it takes like, I think to be a creative or artist or whatever, like to even be one, all you have to do is just have taste, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't even have to be like, a, like talent, like super talent, like, cause I'm not talented at drawing. Like the way I think about it is that there's like this learning curve and I've always just been like, I'm like, you know, I'm like competitive and like, I always take challenges and all that. So like going to art school like a lot of these fools they went to art school for high school or like been in art all their lives like i only got into it like junior year of like high school and i was like yo i came into art school i'm like yo i'm not the best anymore like i thought i was the best in my high school and then i go to art school like what the fuck like i'm trash but but i think just being an artist is just like knowing having your own personal taste like being original and like even curating music and then that leads to actually like playing music like it's all just part of this creative journey process like Mm -hmm. not that not that anybody can do it because i don't think i don't think everybody has taste you know but or like a creative sort of taste but yeah i think like you just exponentially grew from like one thing to be like oh i have have, i'm actually good at photography like i can take photos like oh i actually like really good music and then i can learn how to use this program and i can play it out loud now and then people want to hear me play so just like this creative journey is just i don't know i don't know what the point of what i was saying (laughs) but it's just it's just been interesting to watch you grow from that one like singular moment or point in your life to like now thank you yeah i mean there's there's a lot of things to do there's a lot of fun to be had and Mm -hmm. it's 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 like hard sometimes because i think that i should be focusing on one thing and mastering Mm -hmm. one thing Mm -hmm. i've always been very envious of people who have mastered their craft and Mm -hmm. whether they've been doing it for a decade or whether they've been doing it for two years like there's just some very talented and driven people out there who are really good at what they do Mm -hmm. um and so seeing that and seeing how so many different people do so many different things mm-hmm. makes me want to do everything because yeah. everything is so intriguing to me. And I think as far as creativity goes, 
or like having a creative taste i think it's being able to like take something that you enjoy mm-hmm. i don't know if you like have to have good taste or not but it's whatever your taste is yeah but like seeing what other people are doing or seeing what it like what it is that you like and building on top of that i think is what creativity is because you're able to take something that you are already familiar with and build it onto or build it into something that you don't necessarily know what it's going to turn into but you just know that you want to make it more than you already know that it is or what it is yeah it just sounds like like creating with intention you know like maybe you don't know where the the end of the the end point is but just creating like just to build upon one thing i think it's super important because it all starts with like one step you know but yeah but backtracking to photography and all that with you traveling and yeah, fun fact, uh, Vanessa's really good at golf. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I actually knew that because you would talk about it on Instagram back then. Yeah, uh, I mean, that was my life. Golf was my life. That's, I mean, I'm trying to get back into it. Golf is, golf taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. I. What did, you, what did golf teach you that still applies now? Golf taught me that your best changes every day for sure. True, because. True. I could I could grind it out for eight hours one day and I'll go out and play the next day and I'll be so trash yeah. that I won't even recognize who I am and it was a very humbling experience because just because I put in the work doesn't mean that I could really perform to my expectations yeah. um, and it, it really put myself into perspective every time I went out and played because I wouldn't know how I was gonna play that day, but once I did go out and start playing and saw how I was performing, like that's just what I had. That's what I had to work with that day. Mm. And so I was really living my life round by round, like swing per swing. Um, And yeah, I mean, we have off days. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, just because I have one bad day doesn't mean I'm a bad player, you know? Like Mm. I know my potential, I know where I'm at. I just, you just know, like it's a constant improvement and that's one, like one another big thing that golf taught me that you can't just practice until you think you're good and then stop mm. there like it's an every single day hustle it's an every single day thought process it's an every single day like you're either out there or you're not and if you're not it'll show mm. yeah i think i think being like uh, yeah because like, i play sports too and like the the competitiveness in the sport like teaches you a lot like when i play tennis dude like I had some trash ass days like like playing like and learning to play with a teammate and or in a team just like yeah. you need to put that ego aside and team just be like dynamics are yeah crazy yeah like if you're trash dude or like then then i don't know like it affects the whole team but you just need to remember like it's the team and not you mm-hmm. you know but but yeah anyways uh i mean not just not just golf but like your dad took you traveling with him first job and all that mm-hmm. like, when you were younger um and i mean i'd say like you're a lot more well-traveled than like most people i know i mean i've only been to like japan and like the philippines and all that and certain states but how is like traveling added to your perspective like how does it contribute to like how you view the world now because like there's such a big bigger picture than just like where we're at right now like how is that helped you in the creative journey or just navigating day-to-day life you know because san diego can be really small mm-hmm. like we we know like like everybody who shows up to our to the events like we've seen them all the time mm-hmm. or like 
you can probably see somebody you know at the mall and then you'll see him at the event or then you'll see him at the art show like but the world is much bigger than this place you know so how is traveling the world especially at a young age and you still continue to travel like how how does that um having the privilege of traveling has taught me a lot about how what you think about the world is a very minuscule piece of what the world actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's side uh, is entirely in France, and my dad's side is mostly in Cambodia. So I've, I've been able to visit both sides of my family since I was like four, um, every couple years or so. And being on different parts of the world is, Cambodia specifically has taught me that people's priorities are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, Europe was a little similar to where we are now. So it was, kind of, yeah, it, was, it was still kind of the same pace of life. It was still, um, make money and go do this, go do that. Um, whereas in Asia, the pace of life is very, very different. Um, and what they focus on on a daily basis is extremely different than what I would consider that like I focus on on a daily basis. And it was a really cool switch up for me to reevaluate what my priorities were or um, understand why I was putting things as a priority versus other things. And um, there's this really cool phrase that I came across a couple of days ago that said, what is normal to a spider is chaos to a fly. And the image was like the spider web where, I mean, to break it down for <laughs> whoever doesn't understand that, like a spider making a spider web is very normal to them. Like that's just what they know. That's their reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but from an outside perspective, like if a fly were to get caught up in a spider's web, like that's really the end of their world. That's the end of their life. And having that contrast of perspective, depending on where you're coming from, really opened me up to wanting to understand all types of people and understand where they all come from, where their values come from what motivates them to do what they do, uh, just why they behave. And I've just always been intrigued about understanding like as much as I can. And understanding people is one of my favorite things to do. So just being able to interact with different types of people in Asia and Europe, here, um, in different parts of the U.S., just the different mentalities and having that exposure has been really beneficial into the way that I think because I don't want to be caught up in this bubble of thinking or a vicious cycle of thinking like it's always nice to be able to have other thoughts to throw into your uh, personality I guess and kind of not check yourself but just to know that there's a lot more out there than you think there is and it's a good reminder when you go out and travel and you get out of your bubble and you're like oh wow like these people are living a completely different lifestyle than I am what is it about their lifestyle that makes them want to live this lifestyle and how mm-hmm. like what about their lifestyle can I incorporate in my lifestyle to make my lifestyle better yeah it's just like a humbling experience yeah you know? I mean it's just it's just cool to see 
how diverse people are and like we're all the same and but we all do different things mm. i feel that i feel that and i mean you recently went back to asia uh before like the new years you came back after new years and i mean we were just talking about on the way here like we we just came back from this this dj gig on this uh rooftop downtown shout out just uh yeah played it for some very uh, very cool people who love to work out vanessa was playing the disco slaps but i've always wanted to play an all disco <laughs> set and it happened on a rooftop and i'm so happy like today is a good day <laughs> and there was <laughs> unlimited wine and and cheese and bell peppers mango salsa mango salsa whoever made that mango salsa i need that like i think it's i think it was jess i'm gonna text her but let me know <laughs> but yeah we were uh talking about how um i was telling vanessa that's the topics because every person on the podcast gets their own specific set of questions and just from talking to vanessa and just sharing our experiences she came back from asia feeling lost like I don't know in life but like creatively she was talking to me about it but she had a certain energy about how she was feeling today so i really wanted to visit that and yeah i mean just share as much as you want to share about the trip and how why you came back feeling that way and how if you are bouncing back like how how you are mm-hmm. doing that um <clears throat> my trip to asia was very interesting mm-hmm. it was a good trip um, but it was very different than what I expected. I went out there. When I first started doing uh, photography, videography, and um, DJing, I just had this drive to just do it just because I knew I liked it a lot. And um, not to say that I didn't have intention, but my intention was to just put out as much as I could. Um, and I guess it, at the time it was kind of quantity over quality uh, it was just something that I got caught up in and it was it was really fun mm. and I kind of hit this point where I had to take a step back and think about like why I was taking the time to do the things that I was doing and when I confronted myself with that question it hit me really hard because I had no idea why I was doing the things I was doing and my parents would ask me like on a financial basis like if you're going to spend the time doing this and that like what are you getting out of it and I couldn't answer them and that really frustrated me not because I was worried about my finances it was just the fact that I couldn't answer this question like why am I doing these things Mm -hmm. and I being a passion planner again like being surrounded by so many talented people so many people who are driven to do all these cool things um being away from them during that time when I was in Asia was really hard for me because I would have I was used to having people who inspired me every day I was used to having people to uh, vent to when I couldn't find inspiration or just vent to in general like people to talk to whether it was good or bad just on a daily like, check-in basis just I just didn't have the same circle of expression that I had when I was at home um, when I was in Asia I was I wasn't by myself, but I I didn't have that outlet, I guess you could call it. And so when I was in Asia, I had to find ways to express 
whatever was inside of me in a new different way and that was interesting because it was something that was new to me it was something that was unfamiliar it was something that I hadn't realized that I like was a hurdle that I had to get past because I was again used to just having people around me that I could let loose and get out whatever I need to get out and I had to grow on my own and figure out how to be myself truly on my own and so for those two weeks in Asia I started writing which is something that I had never really done before but it was a super helpful experience because I I have this tendency to like question my thoughts or question how I feel and being able to write it down was really like and I would only specifically write in pen so whatever I wrote out was just what it was and I couldn't take it back and even though it felt like I was going to show it to people I knew in the back of my head that I wasn't but this expectation of like how I was writing things down I wanted things to come out exactly how I felt them and that process of being able to like sort through my thoughts being able to pinpoint what it was that was uh, either making me feel bad or good I was able to just get it out there in a very specific way and going back to like intentions and the intentions behind your creativity that was a big turning point because it made me realize that I I know I started realizing then like during that trip what my intentions behind my creativity was and it was just really after that figuring out how to execute or uh, manifest all these things that were going on inside of my head Mm. and I mean we're in April now four months since that trip and it's been a work in progress Mm. I'm definitely like in a like you said earlier today like just like in this in limbo situation where I've gone through a lot of self growth in this past year and I've taken enough time to think about what it is that I'm doing and at this point I'm ready to just do the things that I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. so today was one of those days where okay well so I've always wanted to play at a gym like going when I go to the gym and I hear like the music that they're playing I'm like oh yeah this is a cool song but it would be tight if I was playing this one like not I don't know I don't know if that's selfish to think that like people want to like listen but I just think that there's certain songs that I could play for people at the gym Mm -hmm that will get their ass moving. Yeah. And I think, like, that would be fun. And I've always been like, yo, that'd be cool to play at a gym. It'd be, like, like that's yo. just a soundtrack. <laughs> but, like, I, I mean, what I like to play is things that get people moving, things that make people want to dance, mm. things that make people want to jump, things that people, like, if you want to sing, sing. If you want to just hug someone, hug someone. Like, but do something. Mm. Um, and so today, when we went to this gig, I was like, maybe 15 minutes in and I looked up and I was like wait I'm playing a gym gig like (laughs) I've been talking about doing this for a couple of months now and now it's happening and that's crazy how like I mean again law of attraction how things come to fruition Mm -hmm. in ways that you don't realize and having this expectation of how things should come to be um, is a really interesting concept because 
when you want something very, very badly or you have a vision or just anything that you feel very strongly about and you want it to be expressed in a certain way, it's really easy to get discouraged when it's not mm. or when it's subpar to your expectations. And uh, where I'm at now has taught me to, like, take the L's. Like, if you're not taking L's, you can't... You're not earning the wins. Yeah. Like, you can only make those wins worthwhile if you've learned from your losses. Because if you just keep winning, you know, like, it's cool. That's fun. Like, you're just going to be on that stride. And some people are like that, and that's good for them. Like, I'm... It's not a bad thing, but on a personal basis, especially coming from golf and understanding, like, your best changes every single day um, on a creative basis. Like, make trash and make so much trash that when you make gold, it's, like, unquestionable. Yeah, Yeah. it's unquestionable that the fact that that is gold. And the only person that it will matter to that it's gold is yourself. And that's really, like, what it should stand out to. It's just like, okay... I've made this enormous pile of garbage, but no one really cares about that garbage. And that's like another thing to get over Mm -hmm. to realize that people aren't really paying attention to what you're doing. Mm. But when you put out that gold Mm. and people click with that, then it's like, all right, let's make more trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like my philosophy on that is like, you need to take a lot of l's just to get that one w like even you need to fail as many times as you can or that needs to happen but you only need to like succeed once you know yeah that's all that matters and uh i i think personally like i've because everything that i've been doing i've been doing for like hella long hella years and i've seen like hella people fall off and all that like doing the clothing brand, doing the design thing, doing photography, like people's interests change or they figure like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. But um, yeah, I think if you take L's, but you can't accept that you need to take the L's and you quit, like then you weren't like made for this life you, you're trying to live, you know? And I think I think that's okay because there's so many options that you, that you have to like create things. And, but if you just if but on the other spectrum if you consistently take w's i don't think you're challenging yourself enough you know like it's too easy the game is too easy yeah and you need to like up the difficulty to like from medium to like super hard you know like shit like that and i mean like you were saying earlier backtracking um with like oh i wanted to play a gym gig i think part 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 of that is like because you had mentioned it to me before or like you like at another event you you asked one of the one of the homies like yo like let me play you know like Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of like opportunity is comes to you because you asked for it Mm -hmm. but it you only get it if you like if you're worthy of it you know if you deserve it you're deserving of it or you put yourself out there enough to ask for it because that takes i mean that takes a lot of pride put a pride aside to ask for things but you know like people say like closed mouths don't get fed and all that and i mean you mentioned that to him that you wanted to play and then just like me knowing that i was like yo like off top i'd, I'd want to get vanessa to dj this event like because 
initially she wanted me to DJ it, but I was like, yo, I only have like, <laughs> fuck it, <laughs> fuck it, like oh, juvenile, pretty Ricky, juvenile, pretty Ricky, yeah. Skepta, like I, not I, quite the all ages spectrum. Yeah, not all ages, but I was like, yo, just knowing you, like I know you had some like funky ass shit, or you can switch it up. So I think putting yourself out there and knowing that you're this might be just another different thing but creating like creating is something you need to do for yourself and if you're creating for other people then you might just get lost you'll get lost in, in the sauce you know oh man yeah yeah and i think the thing with that though is like you create for yourself but you put it out there when you're ready when you're confident enough and the feedback that you get expectedly or with feedback you ask for or don't ask for it's gonna happen as a creative as an artist people have opinions a lot of opinions don't necessarily matter to what to your process or what you're doing but you'll get you'll get the right feedback you'll take the right feedback and improve your craft and i think that's the important part is doing it for yourself and then i think art is meant to be spread and seen and heard and felt i think felt is the most important one to feel i agree you know make you feel something i mean that's something that you've always told me like i i mean i'm currently on like a social media hiatus (laughs) because i was i was lost in the sauce i was constantly Mm -hmm. looking at other people's work and comparing what it was that i was doing compared to the things that they were just portraying like i don't i don't know what these people are doing on a daily i don't know if they're showing their best work i don't know if they're showing their worst work i don't i just don't know Mm -hmm. but creating these assumptions in my mind thinking that i had to uh, i guess keep up or Mm -hmm. just be on a on a wavelength or a page or frequency whatever that that i wasn't on um, mm. really kind of messed me up mentally as far as my creative process because I couldn't think for myself. I couldn't, I couldn't process my ideas. I couldn't, I couldn't think about what I wanted to create because I was constantly just consuming other people's ideas. And it's cool to get inspiration from social media. And I mean, again, like you always tell me, like social media is an amazing tool, and it really is. I mean, that's how I started. Um, doing all these like creative endeavors that's how I started meeting all my close friends and it's it's definitely gotten me to like very like significant heights that I had never imagined for myself when I was younger but on a fundamental basis of creativity it's always important to remember again like why you do it and who you do it for and remembering that you do it for yourself and I mean, another thing that you've always told me was that, like, people, you don't, you don't always show people everything that you're doing. Yeah. You don't always show, like, everything that you're working on. Um, art and what you create and how you express it is a very small part of who you actually are. Mm. And when you're able to get past that, it's a lot easier to not take feedback. So personally, whether it's good or bad, it's just it's just feedback. It's just other people's opinions upon what you've already done. Mm-hmm. And you can learn from everything that everyone says. Um, again, being open-minded, understanding that there are so many different perspectives out there in the world. Even in San Diego, in this community, there's so many different people who 
have different thought processes who have very important things to say that you can uh, grow if you are willing to listen and take what it is that you need from what they have to say. Mm-hmm. And again, like being an artist, it's really hard to separate yourself from your work because it is so important to you. But remembering again, like it's just one part of who you are. Mm. And as I think what creativity has taught me is that I can express myself in multiple ways and that there is no like single right way to express yourself like as long as you're expressing yourself um, and again if you're doing that for you then mm. like you're just do it like you're not mm. doing anything wrong or there is nothing to be criticized about like it's just if you do it for you then that's really all you need that's all that matters mm. um, I had another thought <laughs> about creativity about creativity yeah. Mm. Or taking L's, taking L's in creativity. That's yeah. Mm. Okay. Because that's so important. Like yeah. I'm taking so many L's right now. Like on a not like on an actual like people are are just like saying all these daunting thoughts to me or anything, but like I'm really honestly like not able to execute these visions that I have in my head and it's been a really hard process because I know that I could do them, but it's just not right now mm. or not yet or not today or it's just not happening for me like again going yeah. like it that instant gratification of wanting something and wanting it to be a certain way and having these expectations it's uh, kind of like a, not a step back or not a fallback but it's a humbling experience because when you take these L's it just means that you need to change the way that you're doing things because however you did it just now Mm. clearly isn't working and I think Mm. the fact that people need to accept that they need to change the way they're doing to overcome this loss and to make that a win is a really hard hurdle to hop over because uh, I guess we're stubborn as human beings (laughs) like yeah like uh we know what we want and we know how we want things done but it doesn't always play out how we envisioned it Mm. and to be flexible enough to accept that there are other ways to do things and that we should try something out of our comfort zone to get across that line Mm. is probably one of the most important things about being a creative (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you had a lot to say about that yeah. um, It's hard I mean I'm in a weird place I, I, feel like I, can, I feel like I can do so much And then when mm. I sit down and think about it I'm just like dang I have a lot to learn Yeah, That's like the like you, hardest part Even even today what you said to me I forgot what I said to you at the <laughs> DJ gig I was like I asked if you could do something And you're like not today Yeah So I mean, That's all that matters It's like as artists like we like to be stubborn and want to do everything, but I think we all move at our own pace. And, like, when we do compare ourselves to other people, we're like, yo, why can't I do that? Or, like, I know they can execute their vision, but why can't I? Or I have this grand vision, like, why can't I do it? 
but it's we're just moving at our own pace we have our own talents and strengths i mean there's different philosophies on talents and strengths like a lot of people say focus on your strengths like let go of like the things you can't do or people like me i try to be good at everything but i'm not really great at like one thing you know there's that philosophy like work or work on your weaknesses and because then you'll always have your strengths you know so there's different ways you can approach things like that but to each their own like i said like own pace own strengths um i don't know like as artists i don't think you ever like know exactly what you're doing um like even even me like i'm i'm trying just taking it day to day but until something clicks like i'm gonna just keep working like keep my head down at work and connect with people and try to affect change like in little ways and all that but i mean something you had said earlier and something we've talked about like as long as we've known each other because i think i think one of the first books we ever tried to exchange with each other that like you told me like i need to read uh four agreements and you sent me the audio book and yeah that's something like i always like think about like i never listened to the whole thing i never read the whole thing but the agreement that i feel like i work on the most is like the whole taking it personally thing and i think that kind of delves in or like is is dabbling in spirituality and all that and like out of like a lot of people i know you're one of the most spiritual i don't know if you were like that all the time because it is just like you kind of embodied it like as of the last few years and i've only been like open to it and all that you know shout out i I think i told you before but emma is the one that put me on to like all that like meditation like meditation has been like one of the most important things in my life uh, as far as just dealing with personal issues and things you know and it's funny that as we grow up like we grow up only to unlearn all the things we learn as youngins you know like things our parents taught us things society told us like and i think that has to do with spirituality too but in your own words or like in in a in a because i know you can go on about it so (laughs) in a digest really digestible way how has spirituality like held you down like in a good way and accelerated things i don't know like how's it how's it played a role in your life um i mean spirituality i'm gonna i'm gonna rephrase that into i guess Mm -hmm. just looking inward yeah and i started i guess questioning or really just wanting i had the the motive to understand myself Mm -hmm. more than i already already did Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because I mean, you, you live your life the way that you do. You go on, like, your day-to-day, but it's not very often that you stop and think about how you're feeling or mm. why you're doing the things you do. And, again, like, when I started being creative, I was just putting stuff out there, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and then I got to the point where I wanted to understand why I was enjoying the things that I was enjoying, why I was spending so much time mm-hmm. on certain activities and on a, I mean, like a social basis. I wanted to understand why people were resonating with whatever it was that I was putting out there. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as meditation goes, that was when I first started confronting myself with uh, what it was that I wanted 
what it was that I believed in mm-hmm. and just really understanding who I was to the core and it's again has been very interesting because I was I wasn't off floating for a while but I was definitely like in my own headspace for like this past year just trying to understand who I am trying to let go of things from the past that no longer served me um, and changing my mindset to be better Mm. or to find ways to be better or to change my mindset to allow myself to be better that was like the the big thing like I had to give myself the room to be the person that I want to be Mm. and without um, meditation I wouldn't have known like how to do that or where to begin or how to create the space for me to be myself so uh, looking inward has really just opened a new chapter in my life as far as being able to decide that there's a certain lifestyle that I want to live based on my values based on what I believe in and based off of what I would like to see myself as as a person Mm. I think that without that process I I mean I'm like I'm very grateful for this in limbo place that I am it's very frustrating I want to hit myself against the wall like every day and just be like why aren't you making the things that you know you can make and things like that but again Mm. just it wouldn't be as satisfying if I didn't know why I was doing them and taking Mm. the time to realize what matters to you and who you are will make the intentions behind your work so much stronger. And I mean, we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks about um, Ellie and how her work is super powerful because her intentions are very apparent mm. when she posts on Instagram, when she posts on Twitter, um, when she gets featured in magazines and whatnot. Like, you don't question why she's putting out the work that she puts out you just know and you accept it whether you agree with it or not there's just really no question to it Mm. and once you start questioning yourself and what what you like just overall the way you do things and why you do things I think helps you as an artist be able to put yourself behind your work a little more and be able to appreciate this self-expression yeah. in whatever medium that it is yeah like like we were talking about at the cafe the other day i think creating with like because we're i think we we're talking about like certain art pieces and you're like uh, or, or i was like yo like sometimes in museums there's just a canvas that's like one color or two colors like nothing's like painted on it you know but you really got a question like yo this person did it with intention like like partly off their name you know like when you're pretty when you're famous you can pretty much do anything you can create anything you know mean something but i think as creators like creating with intention knowing your why is super important because yeah like you're saying with ellie i feel like she always has the why like if you asked her like why she did something she can tell you she won't yeah. have to think about it like she, like she can tell you how she executed she tell you why like why this happened why that happened or like why she created this and not that like she can tell you like that's what they tell you in art school too or like design design wise like everything that you create needs to be intentional like 
there's happy mistakes but then you need to like intend to leave it there you know but yeah creating with intention is super important to like the creative process and you just you just don't question it anymore like you see it on in the gallery you're like oh i can i I get it i get why they did that or they can tell you and they're like oh okay i understand and the whole i like how you um reworded the word spirituality with like looking within because a lot of every like all our issues or all our issues or any any of our doubts all come with within from within and they can all be resolved from within Mm -hmm. and the whole the my interpretation of taking things personally is it was saying everything people project onto you or like things that happen to you have nothing to do with you it all has to do with them Mm -hmm. so within them is what the issue is you know or if you're having issues with somebody, you should just wonder, like, oh, like, what is wrong with, what is up with me? Why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. And let it go. And, yeah, I mean, I think we've all had, like, a roller coaster of a year. I mean, you can ask anybody in our immediate circle. It's just been wild. But I think a lot of us have looked within and we've been transitioning to, like, oh, I understand. And now I'm creating and working through my own issues because everybody's got their own shit. Mm-hmm and it's all being resolved within and yeah i mean as a community it's great that we have each other and i guess this is a natural transition to like the san diego scene <laughs> i mean i can't dj transition but i think i can transition topics, but. <laughs> but yeah like the san diego scene is really a crazy one because it's so young it's not necessarily new but it's like recently just been growing and like you've grown like i've watched you grow like i've watched the scene grow so uh, what are your feelings on the scene now compared to how it was before and where it's going and like your specific perspective because when i was listening to the clouds radio thing he asked you about how you felt about being called a female dj and you're just like i'm a dj and i mean i think that's just so important because in in our immediate circle and our friends there's a lot of talented women and i it's just i don't know like i don't know if it's supposed to just be pc just to say oh like you guys you're you're a photographer you're not a female photographer but i think it's just a growth in our understanding that you guys are making like an impact and to just just to say like you are an artist you know Mm -hmm. like so yeah yeah i mean that was a lot of shit but yeah, the scene, how it is to be a woman in the scene, where you see it going from where it's gone, come from, you know? Um, San Diego is a very dynamic place to be a creative, to be an artist, because, again, like you said, it isn't a new creative community, but it's definitely a growing community that has... It's kind of found its wings... Yeah, I mean, with the past couple of years, I feel, at least from my experience and from what I've witnessed, um, is that a lot of people are making the right connections and allowing themselves to be uh, better versions of themselves, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a point where everybody goes around each other all the time, and we're having super fun times and then there's times where we're all off doing our own thing and it's again like to not take anything personally just to understand like we all have our own growth to uh, to strive for 
and that may not always involve other people so and it's it's also hard because i guess san diego is kind of in the shadow of la and la has so much going on already it's been a booming industry whether it comes to uh, visuals whether it comes to i mean in any industry la has just Mm. it's got a foundation and we're out here in san diego trying to build a foundation and we know that we aren't la we aren't we aren't any other city we're san diego and i think we're just really trying to understand what sort of impact um creatively Mm. san diego can have on people whether it's the people who are already in san diego whether it's people outside of san diego there's just a lot of expression within this city that Mm. is still developing and i think it's a really cool thing to be witnessing this development because i mean there's going to be a time where we're no longer in this stage there's going to be a point where i really see people like flocking to san diego once we build this foundation once we understand like who we can work with to the best potential and make things happen mm-hmm. because I mean it's such a beautiful city there's so many talented people here there's so many things to do it's just a matter of having the resources the time the energy um, to invest into what we want to create here in San Diego uh, <laughs> what was that your part of your question? Oh, the part about being a woman in the creative scene. Just because it's like, it's almost, because I asked Quinn the same, the same question. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like a lot a lot of the world is like a boys club, you know. But, I mean, here specifically, though, like we see like like women artists. You know, you got Riza doing fashion. You got you, Lou, Dashe, Q, like DJing. Like I'm sure there's, there's way more women we don't even know about mm-hmm. that DJ. I'd, I'd love to see more women producers you know but like the women are the you guys are doing your thing out here and yeah i mean just what um they said what they what you guys were saying in clouds radio like resonated with me because like i never i never would call an event at all female lineup type of thing like it just sounds like hella corny you know but some people find pride in that like i don't know not to say that i don't take pride i mean i i recognize Mm -hmm. it when it is an off like female lineup Mm -hmm. i reckon i i recognize every artist when they're doing their thing but Mm -hmm. i it does resonate with me when i see like teal or Mm -hmm. sasha or lou like at a hide and go freak lineup and they just kill it and people are like yo that like that girl was good and it's not because it was a girl it was just like yo that was good like when it's like an unexpected um phenomenon it's just it's just fun to watch yeah and i think that's kind of like a i guess a stigma Mm -hmm. that you were so used to seeing um the guys do their thing we we know what's going on or we don't we don't know what's going on but we just know like there's guys who are good with their like they're good at their ah <laughs> they're good at what they're good at. Yeah. And I think with San Diego being a growing creative community, we have the privilege of having all these really talented women to be a part of this creative foundation of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's cool to get recognition for it, but as on a personal basis, like I'm not trying to get recognition as a female um doing things i'm really just i'm just 
doing things. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I said in Cloud's radio, it sounds super just, yeah, like, but I'm not going to let this go because I feel very strongly, good, like, yeah, no, like, really a couch is a couch yeah. and I play music or I take photos. I take, like, it's just what we do. Mm. It's not because we want to do it to be something. It's just, mm. that's just who we are. That's just what we do. We can't help it and we're not trying to live up to some sort of expectation it's just that we have the freedom to be ourselves mm. and the again like the privilege to have people who understand and support what it is that we do yeah okay yeah I, th- I think cause cause it is a growing scene it'd be it's good that women are part of the foundation it's not something the guys are building on their own you know um yeah i mean i said it a long time ago i was like yo like if you don't have like solid like uh, solid like women in your life like you're just doing shit wrong like you need that that energy around you not even i don't i don't know it's just up for interpretation but i think being around you guys has definitely helped me in many ways create uh, creatively and personally so i really value that energy you guys provide and even you guys kill it all the time at events you know like yo like if if you guys all wear masks like the guys and the girls you wouldn't even be able to tell like who was playing like not not to say like it sounds the same, but like talent wise you know like like it'll all be lit like oh like not one per more well not one person was more lit than the other like you can't even tell if it was a guy or a girl getting things lit you know so I think that's been that's been like a wonderful experience to see you guys do that, and I mean yeah, you guys are giving the guys a run for their money. It's it's been awesome to see like you and Sasha and Lou and Quinn and Teal, but yeah, I think I think you guys are serving a, a good example for other for like women who want to express themselves too, like who don't think they might have a platform or think that they just need connects to do things like yo you can just put your work out there mm-hmm. just like you guys started doing so i think that's been super important but it's also helpful that mm-hmm. the women in san diego are very supportive of one another mm. um yeah, you guys had a brunch together man the guys can't even get together to do a barbecue so. yeah <laughs> our brunches our brunches i mean you won't ever get invited <laughs> But they're good times. I mean, again, like, going back to diversity, going back to different perspectives, like, it's just cool to see that there are people who have similarities to you. Um, Again, like, having, like, other women doing creative things around you um, in different ways. It's really inspiring to know that you're not alone um, in anything that you do. And um, it's... It's not like a a competition. I mean, there's friendly competition. There's yeah. people. There's definitely like people on my like I have written down my list that I strive to uh, mm, not compare or beat. But there's people that I look up to yeah, that yeah. I want to like achieve that level of like be their peer. You yeah, know? Um, because they just do it so well that it's like very admirable. The like the time and effort and the quality of work that they put out it's like okay so and so is doing this and that and being able to kind of just like 
have that to strive for or have that to look up to it's again like a privilege to have so many talented people men and women in san diego who just do what they do and they do it because they want to do it mm. and a couch is a couch a couch is a couch if you're an artist you're an artist yeah you're creative you're creative i feel that <laughs> yeah like, don't that. don't take your prayer like, yeah. like it's not again going back to intentions and looking inward like, yeah. if you know why you do the things or you don't even have to know what you like why you do things mm. but like if you are sound with within, good intentions yeah if do you're sound within yourself and you you are aware that's like the main thing it doesn't have to be like you understand or have clarity or whatever but if you're aware Mm. of the things that you're doing and the things around you and you're aware of why or you're like aware of your actions then like what other people say or what other people criticize upon your work Mm. will kind of be filtered through because once you have like this foundation of yourself and mm. understanding of like how you behave, mm. like people people can't what other people say won't really mean very much because they don't know what your thought process is. They don't know what your intentions are. And again, going back to like this whole if you were to blindfold people and you like wouldn't be able to tell if it was a guy or a girl like that's amazing because mm. it just goes back to having a good intention like these people just want to put out their best work or just give people uh positive like vibes i can't find another word but <laughs> vibes you know like just yeah. to to emulate this this persona that they like it's not a made up persona it's just who they are Mm. and they want to do good for other people and when other people can appreciate that then it's like it doesn't matter who you are where you are how old you are it's just all good i feel that (laughs) okay um this is the last one this is the last part of the san diego question yeah i was like i'm gonna i think Edwin wanted uh, Alyssa to talk about it or to ask it, but I think it's a really good question. It's something that I always think about. Um, what do you think we can do as a community to create, to make San Diego a viable ecosystem for artists? Because, you know, a lot of people go to L.A. to make it or New York to make it. But, like, can we make it out here? Can we, like, eat off of this? Like, what can we do, you know? Because we all have different solutions, to it so what would your solution be i think san diego needs to in order to grow into like a a healthy creative ecosystem where people can live a life that they want to live off of their creativity and off of their art it's going to take for the people that they surround themselves with Mm. to put action behind what they say Mm. Um, whether it's putting money where their mouth is whether it's supporting their friends or whoever it is like in a way that like supports them and not just you Mm. I think there's a lot of things where or a lot of situations where we think that we're supporting one another by uh, showing up to things or retweeting things and this and that but understanding like we're all trying to like Mm. 
keep our mouths fed out here and <laughs> this sounds kind of weird but like yo like like it's feed each other <laughs> like, yeah no, no like like that. in it like literally like spoon feed each other and if you're going to if you want something to grow i mean like like yeah. kyle said like water your plants <laughs> and like you're the the people who you surround yourself with like if you want them to grow if you want them to see them or if you want to see them do well mm. You should probably think about like how you can help them do well, you know. Yeah, how you're watering, watering. Them. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're if you're like a flower in this field, <laughs> it would I mean, it would be pretty boring if you're like the only pretty flower, you know. Like, mm. you can only do so much for yourself. But I personally really enjoy seeing other people do well. Mm. I I also enjoy like on a not selfish but it's nice to know that you have helped someone get to where they are yeah like going to a f- five love languages perspective <laughs> i'm a words of affirmation person and when someone can word for word tell me not worth like like when they take the time to tell me how i have impacted their life or how i've helped them like it really motivates me to keep supporting other people and mm. Not everyone is a words of affirmations yeah. uh, personality, but just knowing how you can support other people. And I think one of the things that I kind of reminded myself of this week is that it's having a lot of people around you is cool. Um, I was never the type of person to have a lot of friends, but the people that I do surround myself with have ended up being people who are willing to invest their time and their money into me, not because they get something out of it, but because they know that I can do more than I'm already doing. Mm. And if uh, you consistently surround yourself with those people, like you, you can't not strive for more. You can't not want to be better for yourself and for those people. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the way I see it is like, if you win, I win, we all win, we all eat like a win for somebody in our mm-hmm. in our circles like a win for all of us yeah. i think i think it takes to put your ego aside and like in your pride like because yeah some people can't tell can't say nice things to people they're just like oh like i don't know if i need if i can say that if i should say this you know like even words of support like like yo it's cool to be a fan like be mm-hmm. a fan of your friends you know be a supporter of your friends put money put money in their pocket and yeah like more tangible support like i think the first step is showing up but the next step is to support them in a way that can push them to allow them to do their thing you know like yo like if you can't pay a five dollar cover fee then you probably shouldn't be going out you know Mm -hmm. like you should like yo like skip that starbucks one time like Mm -hmm pay to get in don't ask to get on the guest list or something you know but yeah just yeah definitely think that's the right way to go about the ecosystem is the like to get the money flowing around the community to get the the people showing up the like physically too and not just like retweeting and all that i mean that helps but it it only helps so much but um yeah i definitely think there's like a possibility and potential to create that ecosystem here just because like everybody here is growing the neighborhoods are growing the scene is growing like 
yo, like, Barrio Logan, like, my parents were talking to me about Barrio Logan, like, I, I would tell them, like, yo, I'm going to the Barrio, and they're like, yo, is it, like, is it, like, safe out there, like, you know, because, like, mm-hmm. back in the day, it wasn't, you know, but now there's, like, the church, there's, like, that whole, that whole road is full of art galleries and shops and all that, not even, like, on some gentrified shit, so it's all, like, local shit, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's a beautiful thing to see, and, yeah, people are throwing events, with the community in mind, like, yo, fucking shout out to Andy Internets, man. That's my fucking dude. Like, he has potential to be, like, the next fucking president. Or, like, President 2048 or some shit. 2048. Because he just, like, cares about the community. And, like, I've been fortunate enough for him to include me in things he does. That fool, like, rides out for his people. Like, yo, ride out for your people. Like, yeah. Damn. I mean, um, I, it's also, like, the transparency of... Mm how you support people mm-hmm. is very important like if if you don't want to support someone like don't just don't yeah, like no don't try up. i mean no it's <laughs> it's cool to be a nice person but it's like it's faulty to like falsely support someone when you don't like uh resonate with what they're doing like you have no obligations to mm-hmm. anyone else like if you are down with someone be down for them and support mm-hmm. them how you can and if you're not like just remember that it's it's really not your problem or not your, like, it's not your business, you know? Mm. And I think that's one of the things that, um, is prevalent in San Diego as a growing community with a lot of opportunities. It's like, no one wants to burn their bridges, Mm. but it's also remembering like, again, like you don't have any obligations to anyone or, um, to any like event. Even if you, even if you do support someone at one time, like you don't have, you don't have the obligation to continuously yeah. support them for the rest of your lifetime. Like, it's just at your disposal. Discretion, your yeah. discretion, yeah. It's just, it's up to you. But if you're going to be down, be down and be, uh, I guess, explicit or just, if you want people to know that you're there for them, they'll know. And yeah. that's, if, if that's all yeah, that's up to you to show. To make known. Yeah, to show them that you're, you're down for their cause or down for their creativity or down for their growth yeah i definitely i definitely think that like genuine like if if you support at all at least be genuine Mm -hmm. about it or like or if you don't support it then like let the homie know like yo this is like this is trash or something like give, give them your opinion like be cool with giving feedback hold your friends accountable like I mean, you don't have to use the word trash. That's just the word I like to use I mean, yeah. Sometimes. Learn how to communicate. That's the first step between any of this. Yeah. It's just like, you know what to say, when and where. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's something that everyone can work on every single day. Yeah. Communication. Communication is like the biggest focus I have right now with my relationship with people because it's crazy to realize that you will never know what's going mm-hmm. on inside of someone else's mind. No matter how much time you spend with them or how strongly you feel about a situation, it's just remember, like, everybody has their own reality. Everybody has other things going on in their life. And if as long as, like, you are communicating what you really feel, mm-hmm. you can't, like, hold that against other people yeah. or hold that you against yourself. Yeah, like, your mind. Exactly. Yeah. And, again, like, to not take things personally and for agreements, like, don't make assumptions. It's just... It all goes hand in hand of just be you mm-hmm. and no more, no less. 
if people can't accept that, then they're just not meant to be around you. And the people that do mm. um, are people that you can uh, move forward with. And there's people that are going to push you forward. And even those people are going to say things to you that you may not like. But again, just going back to change, doing things differently. Like it's keeping an open mind and mm. always knowing that you are so much more than you are right now. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good way to end the podcast you know nine percent on the phone i think we, we need to end this soon endings <laughs> endings but yeah we, here we got vanessa um tell the people whoever's listening what's next for you what you have in store <laughs> uh, I, I know you'll be doing things uh, uh, yeah, what's next what's next i mean i don't know i'll i'll find out and then when i figure it out you'll find out okay but uh as far as like next encounters next public encounters mm-hmm. uh you could catch me at the next coffee and convos mm-hmm. um shout out to Alyssa, andy and valentine for having me be a part of like a really cool it's not new but it's definitely something that's flourishing right now in san diego's creative scene and it's just cool to be a part of um, other people's creativity, other people's like what they love and what they want to do. Mm. Um, you can catch me. No, you probably won't catch me anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really just trying to again figure, not figure out, but really just work on taking action behind my intentions, and mm. that'll take me some time. So. I'll if you catch me, I hope you catch me on a good one because I'm, yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely like just trying to be in my own lane, trying to grow as my own individual. But I'm a nice person. I like to think, like, I mean, if you do catch me, I'll, I'll say hello. Um, other than that, I guess when I when I hop back onto social media, you can find me on Instagram. Hello dot V, V I I, SoundCloud. Trying to work on some mixes. Trying to. Uh, there's a lot of mixes that I have in mind that I haven't executed, so I'll be working on those mm-hmm. for the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Other than that, just I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, that's very mysterious of you. It's not mysterious. It's <laughs> she just, just be at she just be at the house. Two K seventeen. That's how we all. Yeah, play. on it. Yeah, just be at the house. I mean, it's like this on one here. thing that I tweeted like a couple months ago when like when the when that one chick who came back and became viral again catch me outside. Yeah. How about that? And I was just like, yo, catch me in my bed by myself, not talking like just because I got I got things to do. Like I just there's. I can only do so much outside and yeah. don't move. take it personally. Yeah, don't take it personally. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to better myself so I could better other people. So you can be your best self to better everybody else. Yes. I feel that. Working on that as well. I don't be out as much, but I be out supporting my people. Um Yeah, I really hope that people know that just because people aren't showing up to things on like a like if they're not showing face doesn't mean that they're not supporting you. Yeah. That's another thing, like, to remember is just appreciate 
your people. Yeah, just appreciate it. And their time. Yeah. And understand <laughs> that everybody has their own lives going yeah. on. No, we all we all be doing our own thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, just to wrap it up. Yeah, I guess Vanessa Vanessa just dropped the whole uh, coffee <laughs> cows. That's coming up soon. Um, thank you to Alyssa. She's including me as part of the one of the main things in, in it. You'll see Vanessa out there in certain uh, fashions because she's part of the vision. Um, that's going to be tight. That's in a few months. Uh, I don't know when I'm putting this out, but I got our show next week. No, I'm showing stuff at Park and Rec next week. Got a Sade Art Show next next week. What else is next? Gonna launch some new stuff soon. Cobb, the new What I've Done University shit. Mm-hmm. Um, your boy been busy. This is the first podcast in a while. Hopefully I can be more consistent. I'm sorry. I know. Like, we've been talking about this whole podcast. We got our own things we got going on. This is just one of them. Um... Yeah, follow the social medias of Vanessa. Uh, luckily, she changed it because that one time she did DJ, someone asked her what her DJ name was, how, and then we couldn't like even say what yeah, it was. I, it was all bad. It's again just being someone who wants to make other people's lives better. I just changed my branding, I guess, or just what I go by so that people wouldn't have to ask me 18 times how to spell it on their phone. So, I it's, it's it just was. V, yeah. I remember what it was. It was V-S-C-H-V-P. I yeah, I mean, the V was an upside-down A. People yeah. do it all the time, but when people are, like, asking you, like, what's your DJ name or mm. what do you go by or what's your... Even just, like, what's your Instagram and they just want to say it, yeah. I was just, just like, oh, I should... I would prefer, not that I should, but I would prefer something that was just... Rolls off the tongue. Yeah, just something that people would just know. They don't have to question Uh who I am because I have enough people questioning what I do. I I question myself enough. Like, I don't don't need any external questioning. Like, that's just a solidified just Mm. V. That's me. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's, we're both V's. But she's V by her handle name. I'm V on the internet, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, uh, thanks for listening to One Degree Separation. This has been a great episode. Uh, hope you guys took some stuff from that because we all get lost. Uh, we all wonder how we can support one another. And yeah, hopefully you got something out of it. Uh, you'll probably hear from Vanessa again soon. Thanks for having me. Cool. DJ, oh, no, she's changing your name to DJ and Snacks. <laughs> so that's the official announcement, DJ Drop type of shit. New year, new me. <laughs> Even though it's, like, almost halfway through the year. That's crazy. Hey, time is a man-made construct. I don't give a shit about the new year. Space and time are tools of the mind. I read that in the book. Here's another one for you. Free your mind and your ass will follow. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.